You're listening to Revenge of the Marks. edition of this here podcast that we call revenge of the marks i am dane campbell and i am damian black and this week we're gonna do something a little bit different well we're gonna start off doing what we usually do breaking down raw and smackdown and talking about the big wrestling news out there of which there is quite a bit but we're also going to introduce a discussion topic at the end of the show where we talk about uh well We'll save the question for a little bit later on in the show so you can uh, find out about that as you listen. But we're, we're trying to something a little different, a little new. And we do want to remind you that uh, we are on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, any podcasting app you choose. Just search Revenge of the Marks, hit subscribe, leave a rate and review for us. And... Uh, Tell a friend as well because we're still on the growing spectrum and I feel like we got a long way to go and the best way we can grow is with your feedback and with you telling your fellow wrestling fans out there about this here podcast. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get into it. All right, man, a lot to talk about. Here we go. Raw this past week, uh, we had a lot of stuff going down on more qualifiers for the Money in the Bank ladder matches, men and women's, and uh, a few things that were noteworthy in my opinion. Um, one of the things that I did like, did you see the spot where, uh, man, there was a big multi-man match with, uh, it had Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre and uh, Strowman. Yeah, you talk about you talking about uh, the the when he pushed uh, when Strowman pushed uh, McIntyre into the into the trophy, trophy man. into the trophy. Yeah, oh man, was awesome. it broke that motherfucker. I saw. Uh, see, I didn't. I saw something else. It was. I, I forgot what I was watching. I forgot what that was on, but it showed it from a different angle, and it actually showed the the whole him crashing into it and breaking it, whereas the WWE one didn't show it. You know, they they like completely panned away before that happened. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder if it was uh, not intentional. Oh, I don't think it was intentional. I think that was completely accidental. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I wonder if Braun's hot that his trophy got smashed. Oh, I mean, that all depends on if he actually brings it home with him or not, or if it just stays with uh, the production team. Could you imagine having to carry that big bitch through customs? Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of mid-match shenanigans, uh, did you happen to see in that triple threat with Elias... Kevin Owens and oh man, who? Oh. Was the guy? Yeah, when he when he uh, when he broke I the song. I fucking love Elias. God <laughs> damn it. Yeah, that was pretty great. He, he's trying to do everything that he can to be a heel, and they're just like, nope, we want you as a face. That's just the sign of the times that we live in. Basically, the only way you can get real heel heat is to uh, beat up somebody that the crowd loves, or just be a complete despicable motherfucker. Well, I don't think it's even that. I think it's the fact that. Honestly, this is this is this is my take on it. I think the fact that he's actually not 
you know, like your honky tonk man or or even Jeff Jarrett, you know, somebody who I, I know Jeff Jarrett actually knows how to play and all that stuff. And I'm pretty sure honky honky tonk man did, too. But at the same time, it was like Elias is something different. Right. You know, he did. He did. Like I, I've seen, I've seen video clips of dark matches where he, like, before he even like fought in the matches, he did a full-on concert where he was like playing like real like songs. Right. You know, so he he he. I don't know. I, and I'm guessing that's where all this came from, because I remember watching him in NXT and. Nobody liked him in NXT. Oh no, man, he had a heat big time, and people talked yeah, about how terrible he was. And uh, I mean, like legit go away heat. There were a lot of people. That right, were, they like, didn't like they didn't want him in there. It's like oh, he popped up, and nobody liked him. And then all of a sudden, like I, I like one instant of like him being on on YouTube, actually doing like real songs and all that stuff. Then all of a sudden, I guess people just started liking him. And once when he got a main roster, it was a done deal. Yeah. I, you know? It makes me wonder, though. Do you think that he learned how to play for the character or they picked him for the character because he could already play? Because he doesn't – I mean, he's not – don't get me wrong. I mean, he can play. He's not – But he's not the best. No, I know that. He's not the best at all. <laughs> but but uh-huh. so it, it almost – you could almost believe that, okay, he, he learned some chords and then kind of just rolled with it. You know what I mean? No, you see, this is I, – I feel like that might have been one of his – maybe one of his talents that wasn't even related to, like, wrestling or anything. And he probably – when he did his character, probably didn't have any – he didn't want to incorporate anything like that. I, I'm pretty sure his character was something else at first. Like, he had an idea for a character and then, you know, like, I think in NXT somebody was like – saw him playing the acoustic and said, you should try that. Yeah. You know, I, I think that. that's how that possibly came about, because, I mean, trying to get trying to get a character, that's what like, I feel like that's what you want to do. You want to take something that's, you know, part of you. And yet not you at the same time and try to make something with it. Yeah, no, I, that makes sense. No, and, and, and you make a really good point, because. We've seen a lot of guys come from NXT and be over in NXT and kind of flounder on the main roster, but Elias has kind of been the opposite. He was opposite, somebody right. a lot of people probably wrote off immediately coming up because of the gimmick and because of the fact that he wasn't really that over in NXT and now he's you know, he's his stock is higher than it's ever been. Well, I mean, you gotta look at you gotta look at I I feel like everybody who's come up I mean, except for like the notable characters, like the people that you know from from uh, like Ring of Honor and shit like that, and in New Japan, and different things like that. that. That's that's a different character, you know. I mean, not saying different character, but like that's that's different. That's people who know. That's the hardcore fans who know, and they brought them in, and they know that they're good. But I feel like you got people like like uh him and Rusev, you know. Rusev was the same way. They didn't really they didn't really care for his character in NXT either. But when he became when he got on the big show, it was like all of a sudden he started picking up a little bit more speed. Granted, it took him a little bit longer than Elias, but it eventually got there. You know, it did. It did. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree 100. percent Actually, Elias is going to have a new show on the WWE Network pretty soon called Elias. Unplugged. I know. 
I'm kind of... I, I'm actually interested in seeing it, but at the same time, wondering if it's going to be cringeworthy. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it might get to be too much, but we will see if it's anything like the Edge and Christian show or something with uh, with comedy in it. I think. Which I'm excited for their second season. I wish it would hurry up and come on. You and me both. I'm just glad we're getting it because for a while it didn't seem like we would. Right. Now in that same match uh, with a level, but yeah, the match. Let's get back to that match. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. That same, no, it's fine. Uh, in that same match, um, Sami Zayn came out and and kind of screwed over Bobby Lashley to help Kevin Owens get qualified for Money in the Bank. But they're which is great. It's yeah. about time we put put something on Bobby Lashley because he was just seemed like he was dying out there. Well, yeah, he needs something, and I think this could be it because. We already have Braun Strowman, who's this unstoppable force, and Bobby Lashley should probably be booked similar to that. But I think it's okay to get some heat on him from time to time, you know, for the sake of a storyline. And it won't right. make him look bad. In this case, I think it works because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, it's a kind of a two-on-one situation. And, right. You know, so it works for him. But But will that happen? You know, with some of the questionable stuff that we see with Kevin, with Kevin and Sami – you know, I mean, there's been times where he's, you know, where they've gotten like, like, look at a uh, backlash, right? You they, know, kind of on again, off again. Yeah, on again, off again. Now, I'm not saying that they, they they wouldn't pull off the best friend thing and try to help it, but then again, what is going to happen at Money in the Bank when Sami Zayn goes up against him? Yeah, I think I think you got Kevin, and then you got Kevin who's going to be in the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, I think. I think that, uh, you know, obviously, at least it seems obvious, you know, Sami Zayn's a good guy for Lashley to go over to kind of build some steam up, and, uh, you know, they'll have a good match together. And, oh, oh, did you catch that promo earlier where Sami Zayn claimed that he had a case of vertigo? Because oh, yeah, vertigo, he brought guy. up glasses. I, think he, I like the glasses. The yeah, glasses is yeah, that was good Good stuff, man. I enjoyed that. Of course, uh, you know, selling the reason that he missed the greatest Royal Rumble and all that, it was pretty funny. Oh, man. Even though that's not the case. No, no, it's not. It's not <laughs> but it's still pretty good. Oh, politics and racial barriers and even <laughs> cultural barriers. Yes, indeed. Did, uh, did you catch that women's match, the uh, the six woman? It was, I think, Ember Moon, Natalia, and Sasha against uh, the Riot Squad. I heard about it. <laughs> yeah, the, the the ending sequence was pretty cool. Uh, Sasha hit Meteora on the outside of the ring on Sarah Logan. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, you know, I I love the women's revolution. I love the women's wrestling. I love it. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of these six women. Yeah, well, it's just, like I, the, it's just like the guys, you know. It's like, okay, we got to get all these people on the card, but we don't really have a compelling reason so we'll just throw them all in a six man and call it a day or a six you know what it what it is is they just what it is is they got plenty of time they just don't they they want to spend all their time on major stars yeah like for example you can have one-on-one women's action at least every week you don't have to build up a storyline Eventually you can, but you can have women's one-on-one action every week. You don't have to put them all in a six-man or a six-woman tag match. All you got to do is just spread them out. You don't have to make a storyline with them. You can have the same storyline because right now the only person that really has – the only two people that have a storyline is Bailey and fucking Sasha. Yeah, I know. You're not wrong. 
And, That's it. And it's funny that you say that because you're right. It's like, to me, quality always trumps quantity. You know, if you show up in a six per, a six woman tag, you know, eight times over the course of a couple of months, and you get you get that appearance. You know that's all well and good, but it doesn't really mean anything. Whereas, I mean, to me, it feels like they're. I mean, they're not trying to. At least I hope they're not trying to. But it seems like they're trying to keep the women's matches as bathroom breaks. Yeah, I don't know, but it's like okay, if you're somebody that's lower on the lower end of the totem pole, like a like a a Liv Morgan or a Sarah Logan, for example, in this match, uh, you know, rather than being in all these clusterfuck hodgepodge matches. You know, okay, yeah, sure, you're on TV every week, which is better than some people. But if you took that time and gave it to a one-on-one match, and maybe we don't see one of them for a couple of weeks, but they get that exposure in a one-on-one environment, they get some decent time to tell a good story and have a good match and really showcase what they can do, even if they're not going to be in anything and we won't see them again like for a couple more weeks – that will raise your stock quicker, in my opinion, than, you know, than, okay, you're out there every week, but you're in a six-minute tag team match. Where, yeah, where, where pretty much it becomes the whole everybody do their move. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Everybody do their, their, what, they're, what they're known for and not do anything spectacular, and, you know? Now, I'm not saying, like, you have to do something spectacular, but God damn it, give me a wrestling match. Let yeah. me see these women's skills. These women train to do this shit, but they're just throwing them out there and telling them to do all their spots. Stop doing that. Yeah. They can obviously – you know, the funny thing is, is I like traditional wrestling. I'm that type of person. I don't mind sitting there and watching somebody crank on somebody's neck for about a good 15, 20 minutes. Not, well, maybe not 15, 20, but a good five minutes sitting there so that way you can build up the whole story in the ring. Yeah. You know? oh. And this match had some good spots in it too. I mean, Ember Moon hit a pretty nice low-pay suicido and Ruby Riot, and then, of course – uh, you know, Natty actually got a submission victory, which is something that doesn't happen too often. They've been kind of building her up a little bit lately, though. I'll give them that. Right. But anyway, I mean, the match was what it was. It, it had some nice spots in it. But in general, I agree that, you know, there, there there's just – there's not a lot of substance. Too much. There's too much. Yeah. I don't like it. Like, and I think every single one of them women are actually talented enough to pull off matches, like straight-up matches between yeah. one-on-one people. I mean, you know, they just don't get the chance because they're constantly thrown in situations where they have to do tag teams. I mean, if you want to build a fucking tag team division around women, then do so. Don't sit there and try to throw in, like, a six-man, a six-woman tag match when it's it's something you do every week. Yeah. And we're tired of seeing it. No, you're, you're killing us. You're killing the fans. You're killing their thought process, saying that we're stupid enough to sit there and watch it. Well, obviously, we're starting to get woke to it because uh, okay. people are starting to walk out of your fucking events. Right. And you know? They've, they've got, honestly got enough women talent now. I get that they've got it split across both brands, and we've already got like a million shows every single week. But there's really enough women's talent now that they could have their own brand if they even wanted to go that direction. Yeah, they could. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying that it, you know. No, they, I'm just they, saying they that, could. They totally that could. Level of talent that they could pull it off. Uh, but you know, just even with the brand split, which has obviously helped a lot for some people, you know, there's still just not enough time to give everybody the the showcase that they, you know, they could 
really deserve to right. need to get over. But but that's the, that and that goes back to what I was talking about. I mean, it's as simple as this. You want to you want you you do this for everybody. You don't have to put your main guys on every single week. Fucking on every single week. Yeah. You know what else would probably stop this? And I know it would probably kill everybody, but at the same time, it's like, uh, how about we just have a few fucking pay per views? How about we don't have one every month? No, how I about mean, we maybe have it like two or three months ahead of time? So that way you can actually build up these motherfuckers who are actually really talented. But yeah, you sit there, you don't have a freaking pay per view event every month. Well, and I know yeah, that's like not that's not exactly in their business revenue, but I mean, because because they gotta have money to pay for their network and all that shit, and I get that. But God damn it! Well, dude, it's like this. If you think about it, it could be because okay, people that pay for the network, you know, they're they're not paying exclusively for the pay per views. I mean, yeah, okay, the pay per views are arguably yeah, that's true. The pay per views are arguably a big part of the draw of having them. But to me, actually, I, I go back sometimes. Yeah. I watch old school pay per views. Yeah, I don't. Really school, watch. You've got the library. I mean, I watch the new pay per views too. But I mean, most of the time, it's the library and the catalog that they have that I'll sit there and watch. No, dude, you know, because right, some... you're right. Look, look at NXT though. I mean, you know, look at what they do. And, and part of the reason why it works so well is because they only they do have they a do they do the take yeah they do the takeovers only on on the big yeah. on the big shows and, and on the big. Papers. And then NXT, the weekly show, stays fresh because, well, A, they've got talent that cycles out and then they bring in new people and then the old people right. leave. But but each week, it's like it, they showcase a different division. Your main event one week might be a heavyweight match. The next week, it could be a tag team match. The tag match, might right. Be a women's match. You know, they, each- well, now they got... Now they got now that they got the the United States title, I'm pretty sure that's going to be right. But that's exactly you know, you know it, it's a week a weekly program, one hour or North a week. American North American North American, American. Yeah, that, I knew what you meant. It's all good. But it, you know they cycle talent Same. out, and and one week this feud gets a showcase, and they'll highlight it, and they'll have a match, and then they might do like a TV or like a TV package. Or just a little short vignette to remind you, hey, these people are beefing, but we're not going to really focus on that this week. We're going to come back to that next week with some kind of right. angle or match. It just keeps everything so much fresher because, you know, you're not seeing the same old shit every single week, time in and time out. But, right. And, and to me, they could just take that formula and run with it on every roster and it would work. Yeah, that's true. You do that anyway. You do it on everything. Yeah, it, it, I, it, I just... It, it drives me crazy to sit here and like I said I, and I've said it before plenty of times on this show that I don't really watch the main thing one because I don't have cable and two I would rather just watch the the, the highlights and get what I need to see you know I mean, that's because I, I find that if I do that then at least by the time it gets to the pay per view I'm excited about the pay-per-view, and it doesn't seem that bad to me. Yeah. And that's the thing about it, and I feel like that's the reason why a lot of people shit on a lot of these pay-per-views, which aren't great sometimes, but, like, they shit on it because they're watching it every fucking week. Yeah, and that, they're not no to the idea. To, there's no quicker way to get burnout out than to watch every Right, every and to watch it program. every fucking week. Yeah, dude. You know? I mean, three and, and try to keep up with the storyline that they'll explain <laughs> if you watch the fucking thing. Yeah, seriously. They'll even explain it in the arena that they you know, they got the little monitors on the arena that people can watch. They know what the fuck's happening. You don't really need to watch it because they'll explain it beforehand. Yep. You know? 
Yeah, man, uh, I'm with you there. I agree 100. percent It's uh, it's a little bit overkill, and you know, one way, you know, first of all, you know, if we knock Raw back down to two hours, that would help, in my opinion. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, especially. But I mean, three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. I mean, if you're watching Raw, SmackDown, and NXT every week, then that is six. Which hours. is Monday. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah, that's six hours of your life that you're giving to WWE. And look, I love wrestling as much as anybody, but goddamn, when you're an adult and you've got shit to do, it's like, fuck, who has And you got hours? bills to pay, right. and you got to go and do shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, no, I mean, thank thank God for YouTube. That's all I can say. Yeah, thank God for YouTube. <laughs> so, so anyway, Bobby Roode qualified for Money in the Bank as well. He uh, It was him, No Way Jose, and Baron Corbin. He DDT uh, Jose and got the win there. So, yeah, it's shaping up nicely. Regardless, they got some good guys in there, and I think they'll have a pretty good match for it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, next week, uh, I, did, I can see this. It looks like it's going to come down to Samoa Joe and Big Cass for the last spot. So and then we had another awesome match for the Seth Rollins Open Challenge where Kevin Owens picked him up on it and they had a bust ass match for the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a good match. Yeah. I watched that; it was pretty good. The finish was pretty cool too. Uh, Kevin Owens coming back into the ring. Seth Rollins catches him with the curb stomp for the one two. With three. the curb stomp, yeah. So you know Owens are pulling uh, double duty because he. Uh, you're right. I was going to say Kevin's doing double duty. That's amazing. So yeah, he uh, you know he, he doesn't win the work. C title, but he does get into Money in the Bank. So he had a pretty good night overall. And that is pretty good. I mean, like he's he he works. He knows how to work. Oh yeah. And uh, the the fact that 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 he had such a short a short Universal Title reign is kind of sad, you know. Because Kevin Owens has always been good, you know, and he's always worked. Yeah. The fact, I mean, they're kind of building him and Sammy up again and all that stuff, but at the same time, it's like they should have never dropped him in the first place. <laughs> True that. But more, Kevin Owens is never a bad thing. So good good for him. Uh, he had a pretty pretty nice showing on Raw. Um, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel finally pulled off a win. <laughs> Did you see that? My face was like, <laughs> it was like their face. But at the same time, I'm happy for them. Yeah, I know, dude, they, 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 you could seriously. <laughs> it's about damn time they did something, and it looks like they're actually going to be going. They might actually go up higher than what they've been at, where they've been at for God knows how long. Yeah, well, I mean, look, look at Heath Slater and Rhino. They could easily be, uh, you know, an underdog babyface team and get over just like those guys did. Uh, I mean, I could see. Right. right. I feel like they can go. They can go further than Rhino, though. Rhino and uh, Heath Slater. Yeah, you you might be right. You know? I mean, either the you know they could do a lot with them, and actually. I mean, and and, and that's because of my boy, The Miz. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, but I think too, you know, dude, they they just they've got a comedy thing that that works between the two. Of it them. does. They, both have they, they really do. It does work. And uh, you know, they they might, you know, they might come off uh kind of goofy but it works for them yeah i i, I think that's great the b e team they're called though i don't know about that name well yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey rome wasn't built in a night i'm sure they'll they'll tweak it and make it better maybe <laughs> uh, and then the other thing was uh, roman reigns spearing jinder mahal through a wall that was that obviously went into uh uh like 
a hallway because it had all the signs. And yeah, exactly. I yeah. thought it was great when I saw it. I was like, "Ooh, that looked like it hurt." And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, those dirty motherfuckers! They could have done something better than that." Yeah, they could. I guess they couldn't afford to trash the real arena, so they said, "Fuck it, we'll just set up this plywood." Well, you should have trashed the arena, but you could have like done something else. I mean, you could have made a fake wall if you had to. I mean, well, they kind of did. I mean, I think they kind of did, but they did it, or, or at least take off the fucking signs that said, "Hey, guess what? This is a hallway." <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that feels like okay, we're gonna put Roman Reigns with gender because? Our thought process is, well, everybody hates gender. He's got heat with everybody. So if we put Roman against him, they'll have no choice but to cheer for Roman. Yep. That's exactly what they're trying to do. And what they don't realize is they're about to make gender one of the hottest motherfuckers in WWE. Well, that or they'll just fucking boo both of them. Uh, either or. But I don't know. There was a lot of times when they were doing the backstage brawl that I heard boo for Roman. And then I heard them him kicking the shit. Or when uh, Gender started kicking the shit out of Roman, it was yay. Yeah, they might make him. Uh, he could be a baby face <laughs> after this, maybe. Oh, man. That's, but you know that's not going to happen. I mean, the fans are going to be like, "Yay" and all that stuff. But then he's going to get he's going to get that report from from the higher up saying, "Hey, guess what? You're going to stay as a fucking heel." And then he's going to do his heel shit again, and it's going to drop him back down to a shitty heel. Yeah, that's probably true. <sighs> so yeah, which is what they do all the time. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not like we we expect any. Less. I mean. Look at Rusev. We'll get on that when we get to SmackDown. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> let, let's talk about it because that's pretty much all I got for Raw. But over on SmackDown, a uh, few things go down. Of course, we had uh, New Day in the bar. That was pretty good. Uh, Xavier Woods with that, that pretty nice flip dive thing that he does. It kind of I mean, the Smack, me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. reminds me of that, that, uh, that old AJ Styles spot. He hasn't pulled that one out in ages. But uh, anyway, they had a pretty good match. Uh, New Day won that one. Um, but we had a few other things going down. Like I mentioned, Joe and Cass next week for the final spot in Money in the Bank. Samoa Joe cut a pretty good promo on Big Cass. Man, I, yeah, I have to say, dude, Samoa Joe is somebody who, uh, you know, is as far as promos go, he doesn't really get a a fair shake. You know, a lot of people don't really uh consider him to be a great promo or whatever but man he's really stepped his game up since he's he has uh, oh, I, I feel like i feel like him being injured you know he took the time to sit there and try to work on that yeah i feel i think that might be what he did he probably sat there and he was like all right well what do i have to do to get better and since i can't do anything active let's try to work on my on my promos and, and and my speaking skills and all that stuff because i'm pretty sure he's heard it quite a few times from the critics and from that and i feel like that's how that's how every wrestler so far has gotten into the point where they like the miz the miz was shitted on so many times and he finally just said fuck it and i'm gonna get better at this shit so i feel like i feel like when he took his time off that's what samoa joe did was possibly worked on his promo so i mean because every single one since he's gotten back with roman and all that stuff they've been some pretty badass promos they make shit when he started talking about roman reigns i kind of actually felt a little bit bad for roman not too much but a little bit yeah he, <laughs> he brings that intensity you know just like he does in the ring you believe everything that he's saying because it, it seems like he believes it Right, exactly. Well, I mean, look at the guy. The guy, the guy just—he is intimidating. First off, oh, yeah. I mean, I—I I wouldn't want to get on his bad side. Period. And and I just feel like 
you know, he he put it into his promos and he actually made it believable. Yeah, he looks yeah. like he'd be a bouncer at a nightclub in California somewhere, and he'd bust your ass if you if you tried to uh, you know get him with a fake ID or something. Right. Yeah, he'd just headbutt you. <laughs> <laughs> just put you in the clutch, you know, make you That's pa- it. make so, you yeah, pass out and you throw your clutch, body in the gutter. Pass out, throw you out in the thing in the dumpster. Like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> Wake up the next morning, like, covered in garbage, not sure where you are. Yeah. Did that Simone really do that to me? Wow. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of heat, how about the the royal melebration that Carmella did? I thought, I thought she was great, man. I, I thought she was uh, but, really shining. Hearing about it, uh, the only thing that I skipped on my flights. Uh, and it's not because of Carmella, because Carmella is a really good heel. It's just I'm, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, the celebration thing is kind of ridiculous, you know. And and they obviously the, the 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 production team didn't give a damn about it. I mean, it started off really good from what I hear, and then all of a sudden it just in the ring was kind of blah, and all that. So I mean, like I said, I I didn't really get to watch it. So well, I'll bring. What, I'll bring you up to yeah, speed. Yeah, bring up to date on it. So basically, she's out there talking shit about everybody and, and doing what she does. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. It wasn't, like, uh, a huge spectacle or anything like that. But, you know, she's kind of pretty decent heel promo. And then Paige comes out and introduces Asuka as her challenger for Money in the Bank. No, I didn't know about that. I knew that I knew that they were going to, yeah, that, that she was going to be facing Asuka at Money in the Bank. Yeah, it kind of seems like a no-brainer since Charlotte's in the ladder match. And there's really, I mean, Becky's in the ladder match. She got in this week week and uh right you know so Car- oscar is obviously a, a no-brainer for an opponent for carmella but yeah i, I mean, think that's now here's the now here's the thing do you think you're gonna surprise everybody with a carmella win against oscar you know I was and just trying to make it look like and trying to make it look like oscar has been you know after she got beat by charlotte flair she got turned down you know all of a sudden like all of her skills and all that stuff just weren't working or do you think they're gonna make her a badass again to me it's kind of like a a tough spot to be in because on the one hand you don't want to go that route and i know wwe is really guilty of this and they've done it a lot in the past they bring somebody in hot with an undefeated streak and they go over everybody and and then the minute they lose one match, it's like all of a sudden they're losing every they other fucking can. match. And yeah, they shit can. Yeah, so I that's I don't want to see that happen. I think that Oscar uh, still needs to be, you know, she she can lose every now and then, but I think she needs to be pretty well protected overall. But on the other hand, I don't see her taking the belt off of Carmella because she just got it. Unless Carmella is going to be like kind of a transitional champion. Uh, so which I I, I kind of thought that she that that could be a possibility because I mean if you're gonna pick somebody to be a transitional champion it would probably be Carmella. Yeah, I could see you that. Know? I mean, it, I I could see Oscar going over at Money in the Bank and winning the title, and uh you know getting a run out of it there. That way Carmella's thing kind of serves its purpose. You know she gets her she gets a run with the title. She gets to beat Charlotte and everything, and and so it, it's not a total you know total weight and then right and then and then she gets the rematch and then who knows it could end up being a triple threat match between those three yeah yeah so uh, i'm gonna say which would be which would be i feel like would be horrible because 
after the match that Asuka and Charlotte put on at WrestleMania, uh, part two would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> they could have a triple threat between those two and a blow-up doll, and it would probably be pretty good. Yeah. Although a lot of people would be pissed about that. Yeah. Well, Someone like Kenny Omega would be like, that's my gimmick. <laughs> Jim Cornette would be like, God damn it, they're ruined wrestling again. <laughs> no, no, but uh, so I'd like to see Asuka win it, but I don't know. Maybe they're going to keep Charlotte going. I mean, uh, Carmella going with it for a little longer. Maybe she'll pick up a win with some shenanigans or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see some shenanigans. Yeah, but uh, well, AJ Styles and Nakamura had a had the return match. of no chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Ellsworth comes back and fuck. Ellsworth up. comes back. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen, but that'd be funny as hell. It would be a nice callback. Yeah, he helped her win the the case, and now he's helping her win the, uh, hold on to the title. But yeah. No, but uh, AJ Styles and Nakamura had a, a another match this week on SmackDown non-title, and Nakamura picked up the win. Um, the- and the stipulations are that he gets to choose what's going to happen at this at the Money in the Bank for their match for the title. Right. So, so what are I, I feel what- like they're going to go? Do you think he's going to call for a Rochambeau match? <laughs> he might. Uh, you know, he, he might if if he does. Uh, the King Kong style. If he does, I hope he gets to go first. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> there might not be a, t- a second. Oh no, I don't know. No, but uh, no, I. You know, I, I, I mean, did they already post, or has it been said what what the match is going to be, or are they waiting until next week? I think they're waiting on that, but uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be a ladder match for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah. That'd be too many ladder matches. Yeah, um, I, I don't know, man. It could, I think I tell you what I think it's gonna be just based on the way that they, uh, you know, they did the last well, match. It's gonna probably be last man standing. Last man standing match. Yeah, that's no, I'm yeah. Because just because yeah. of the finish of the backlash match. I agree with you on that. Last man standing match would probably be the the one that which I think would be awesome. If they do, for the love of God, please don't let it end in a double count. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. This is WWE. Or maybe maybe or maybe they'll do a false count anywhere thing or something or, or some way to get that whole counting thing. You know what? And that's the thing that bothered me. I I uh, considering they were in a no disqualification thing, I could have sworn that there was no count outs. Uh, you wouldn't think so. I mean, it seems like it's another way of, you know, of there being a, a uh, an indecisive finish. You know, that's the point. Right. Of a DQ exactly. Match. So what's the point of a no DQ match if you're going to double count them out and all that shit? Yeah. So I don't know. They, they do shitty shit, though. It's fucking to be dope. That should be a shirt. WWE, they do shitty shit. That, that they do be shitty on the back. shit. <laughs> they do shitty shit. Yeah. That that uh, you know AJ did that spot that he like he does in a lot of his matches, but it looked pretty nice. He uh, he came over the top rope and hit that forearm on Nakamura on the outside and uh, just nailed it. It was pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas debuted finally. I saw that in a squash match against a no namer, which you don't really see anymore. No, I was actually surprised to see a match with a with a with a with a no namer, and I'm not gonna call him jobbers because he's not a jobber. Yeah, I've already you know we've already uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube things where, you know, 
Al Snow says that that's not what a jobber is. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I don't want to be, I want to be, I want to be completely correct and not call him a jobber. You don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I I did like, so he hit the hammerlock DDT and pinned him. And then afterwards he did the Tranquillo thing in the ring, which I thought was pretty funny. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Of course that's kind of his signature thing, but uh, him and Naito, but yeah. Uh, I like, uh, that, 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 oh, what's her name? Zelina Vega. Zelina, yeah, Zelina Vega. She's a fucking wonderful mouthpiece. Oh, man, she is what got him over, you know? I mean, he's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's damn good. Like, if there's anybody, if there's anybody, like, he'll, and that's what a lot of, and I keep saying it, I was like, they need to bring back managers and all that stuff, and nothing proved it more than watching that woman fucking just go at it, because she could be vicious on the mic, and she could be vicious and like in the ring helping him out and all that stuff. And I just I love her. Oh yeah, they, she's as a package, they are phenomenal. And I, I hope yeah. that I hope that they keep them together. And I hope that uh, you know he gets a hell of a run. I'm, I, you know I'd love to see him in Money in the Bank, but I guess it's a little soon for that. So they're gonna build him up yeah. a little bit slower. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, a little tired. Uh, That's all right. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're they're probably gonna hold him for a little bit and see how the rest. I, I feel like I feel like his he might get like the beginning of his run close to Royal Rumble time. Yeah, I, oh, you think it's gonna if all goes well. If all goes well, about Royal Rumble time is when he's gonna get something because I mean, just look how big he he. I mean, he he was huge in NXT. Yeah surprisingly huge in NXT, you know? I mean, can you imagine, after seeing the matches that he had with, you know, Johnny Gargano, for example, could you imagine him working with Daniel Bryan? I think they could have some great matches. Could you imagine him working with AJ Styles? Oh, yeah, totally. Or, or any, but well, consider Nakamura's a heel, that probably won't happen. But Jesus Christ, you put them them three together in a match, that would be like... Oh yeah, it'd be mind blowing stuff. I think that they could, uh, you know, they they could set the world on fire with the stuff that they could do. I, I oh, oh, but then again, we sit here and we say that, and then they all of a sudden WWE goes, "Nah, we don't care." <laughs> yeah, right. Because we're not a wrestling show. Well, we're, uh, we're 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 not we're not wrestling. We're sports entertainment. So we want you to pay attention to these stupid ass storylines and not the wrestling. Well, we happen to know for a fact that the WWE executives listen to this show. Which ones you might ask? All of them. And uh, so you know, if we suggest something or put it out into the ethos, then that means it's probably not going to happen out of spite. Oh yeah, probably because they they just hate people like us who sit here and can do their jobs better than them, and then they sit here and go well we're not going to do that and of course they don't do it and then it makes their product shitty so i mean hey you know with all in coming up i hope that like this shows that you know they're not the big boys on the block anymore yeah <sighs> we're gonna get to that in good time but uh, a few more notes on smackdown uh becky lynch as i mentioned earlier did get into the money in the bank match she uh she tapped out mandy rose in a triple threat and punched her ticket alexa bliss charlotte Ember Moon and Becky Lynch. 
So for the men's, we got Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, The Miz, Rusev, Finn Balor. Yeah, the New Day won the stipulation as a whole, but they have to pick who it's going to be. Yeah, and I feel, like, I feel like it's certain they're going to be in the tag team uh, match that night as well uh, for the titles. I think that's who it is. Is it them or the Usos? I think no. I think it's them. I think you're right, and I, I, I'm going to say yeah. Kofi. I, I think be that it's going to be Kofi. It's probably going to be Kofi yeah. going into the ladder match. He's so done it before too. Yeah, that's why I feel like it's going to be him. I mean, it's either that him or Xavier Woods because yeah. to to give a big E for a ladder match and 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 not have him in the tag match, I, I feel that would be kind of ridiculous. Yeah, then again, though, I feel like Kofi's the obvious choice because he's been in it a few times already. Look at me acting like I'm acting like they actually have a choice in the matter. So <laughs> true that. But uh, so I, I feel like they could pick somebody else just for a surprise factor. You know, could be Xavier or Big E maybe. But yeah. But anyway. Um. But for my women, for my choice for the women, I want Ember Moon, but. I know that's not going to happen, and it's going to either be out of Alexa Bliss and Charlotte. You think so? And, of course, he's still got four more women to be announced, so, I mean, there's still more room for potential there. Yeah, I know that, but I, regardless of the fact, I, I feel like it's going to be Charlotte or or uh, or Alexa Bliss because Alexa Bliss was an awesome women, Raw Women's Champion. And of course, you know there's there's unfinished business with Charlotte and Oscar. And if Oscar wins, then that's definitely, you know, where they'll probably go with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. To me, the field is still set, not set yet enough for me to make a decision on the women's side. But I, I see where you're coming from. I'd love to see Amber Moon get it just as an accolade for her coming in, just to show people, hey, th- this chick's a big deal and she means business. Right, but he, yeah, I mean that would probably be the best thing to do for her. But I, I feel like even if they didn't, I mean she's just awesome in general. Right. You know that she would. She probably does. She doesn't even need the money in the bank briefcase. No. Like she'll she'll make her way up soon. Yeah. <laughs> regardless right. of a briefcase. I think you're right. So, like I said, I would like to see her win the money in the bank ladder match, but I I I she I feel like she doesn't need it. Yeah. Well, we shall see what happens there. But the last thing that I wanted to mention regarding SmackDown, and I think this is interesting. Um, so there's a rumor out there that Big Cass has some heat on him because of uh, an incident that went down a couple of weeks ago. Now, whether or not this is true. With the, with the, with the little person with in the, the ring? little person in the ring that he little person took the some ring. liberties with the little person and went off script to uh, assault him to get a little bit of heat, which wasn't supposed to happen, apparently. And yet, um, so the rumor is that he's in the doghouse. And after what happened on SmackDown, I can almost kind of believe it. What do you think? I feel like him and the, the, the little person got together you think so? prior to that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, and yeah, I think just... the little guy just said, hey, give me, your, give me everything that you have. Right. Honestly. And I think that's what was said, but it wasn't said to Vince, and it wasn't said to any of the the bookers or or, or agents or anything like that. And once when he did it, it it kind of fired up the backstage a little bit, but it got him heat. So it's like you know what, 
just for a punishment. We're gonna have Daniel. We're gonna have Daniel Bryan win, and which I feel like they were gonna do anyways. But yeah, I feel no, like he, he didn't just win though. He made him his bitch. Like I mean, he like, he really did. Yeah, he, he like he he was beating the hell out of him in the corner, working the knee, locked in the knee bar, had him screaming, tapping out in the ring. This guy's like a good two feet taller than Daniel Bryan, basically. And uh, well, I mean. Let, let, I mean, let's It's Daniel Bryan. I mean, I, I know. It's Daniel like, Bryan. That's what I was about to say. It's Daniel Bryan. And he needed to get his heat back because he took that beating after the backlash match and lost to Rusev. So he needed to come out strong to, you know, right. get himself back in the game. And I totally, totally get that. But I don't know, man. I don't know him. I, I don't feel like that's him. I don't feel like that's him. I don't feel like that's that's anything that, that, to punish Big Cass because I mean the one thing that we were worried about and I think we talked about it during the WrestleMania thing was about the WrestleMania podcast was I think that we might see because we already see an aggressive da- Daniel Bryan who's willing to keep his job to keep his wrestling career. Who's to say that this couldn't be the heel turn? Yeah. See, you know, no, I, I get what you're saying because you, you're showing the mean streak side of him, but the fact that it is big cast and they've been getting, he's been getting heat, and you know, a lot of people have been booing him. You know, that just makes Daniel Bryan that much more popular to her i know and i get that yeah i do get that and it, it does but at the same time i don't know you just what do you then think, again where do you think we go from here do you think they're gonna have another match it seems that way because there's not a spot for the either one of those guys for money in the bank obviously they're not in the world title picture and they've still got this issue that's going on but after daniel bryan like just straight up just annihilated big cast i mean do they even have a match at this point or do they move on I would say move on. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm not, but I don't work for WWE, so I it, it, that's not going to happen. No, I think you know this issue is going to keep going. It, it's 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 going to keep going. It's going to keep going. They're going to have maybe about two or three more matches because, God, they've run storylines to the ground, and uh, eventually it's going to peter off it's either going to it's either going to make or break them that's as simple as that but i, I honestly it's going to make or break big cast really it's it's not going to hurt daniel at all no he's a big I don't, man either way I, I don't think yeah i was gonna say i don't think anything like even losing to rusev didn't, didn't do anything didn't hurt him at all you can't hurt daniel bryan i don't know it, it, the, the fans just will never ever ever leave his side no and i think that you know what i'm saying that's why they don't have him in the Money in the Bank ladder match because honestly, he doesn't need to be. He doesn't need it. No. He doesn't need it. No, and, and his him showing his badassery is going to get him to the title picture, and then it's going to be either him or or, or it's going to be him and Shinsuke or him and uh, AJ Styles. Yeah, and I've seen what him and AJ can do. I would love to see what him and Nakamura can do. Oh, that's a dream match for sure. You know, you know, I watched Ring of Honor with Daniel Bryan and, and AJ Styles, and oh, yeah. I've seen what they can do. And they've only gotten I better. I want to see what Shinsuke can do. Yeah. Right, and they've only gotten better since then. So, I mean, 
Oh. Yeah, they, they, they teased it on SmackDown after WrestleMania. Um, so, you know, maybe we could see a triple threat. That would be pretty awesome as well. That'd be pretty cool. But I, I, you know what? I still feel like there's unfinished business, and I feel like, I feel like everybody's just dealing with the big casting right now, because what they really want is him in the Miz. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. They want him in the Miz. Yeah. Bring it on. Let's. I say we're ready. For which it. is my pick, by the way. Oh, which is my pick. Oh, I think so. Too. That's my pick right now. I'm calling it, and if it doesn't happen, oh well. But that's my pick. <laughs> I think Miz will be WWE champion before the end of the summer. That's my opinion and my prediction. Before we got the SmackDown thing and all that stuff, uh, uh, Rusev and his promo back, they, they, they constantly try to make it. They don't know what to do with him. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. It's like you want to make him a – everybody wants you to make him a face, and you're like, yeah, that would be good, but – Let's see if we can make him say horrible things about the Rolling Stones and all that stuff to try to get heel heat off on him. So, and then of course, you know that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it, it won't work, and I, I don't know what their their dilemma is with you know. It's like they got faces that should be heels, heels that should be faces, but for some reason, you know, unless they decide, to, unless they figure they're the ones that make the decision, you know, they have a problem with adapting. They do. They have a problem with adapting. That that's been their problem. Well, since the modern era, let's not say like all the time, because I mean, they, it's never been like this until now. Even when John Cena first came on the scene with the ruthless aggression era and all that stuff, it's never been this bad no. for WWE. You know? Yeah, and it just seems like okay, I guess you guys are averse to making money because I feel as a babyface, if they turn Rusev, dude, they could market... I mean, they've already got the Rusev Day t-shirt that sells like hot Yeah. but they could shoot that off into so many other avenues and, and make even more money off of it than they are right now. And right. I, I just I don't understand it personally. I don't understand it. But... It is what it is. I guess because Rusev's foreign, he has to be a heel. I don't know. And that's what it seems like. It seems like with everybody. Everybody who's not from, from America is a bad guy. You know? <laughs> unless they're from Europe, like from Ireland or something like that. Then right. Unless they're like from unless they're like from Europe or, or England or anything. Oh, no, there's some English people who are bad guys or who are heels too and shit. But at the same time, it's, it's like... another white guy. If it's another white guy, it's fine. Uh, but... <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Stay woke, people. Yeah, but but anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, no, I'm with you there. I, I think everyone agrees that Rusev should be a baby face. Um, but it's out of our hands, so what can you say? So Yeah. So anyway, let's move on to uh, the other huge story in wrestling this week. Dude, fucking All In sold out in like 30 minutes. I told you. <laughs> I told you. I told you they were going to do it. They broke. I knew the they were going to do it. I didn't know they were going to do it that fast. I will, I will. I will say that there. I didn't know they were going to do it that fast. That's a surprise to me. Yes. Pretty amazing. I mean, independent wrestling has become more popular because of the crap that WWE pulls out, and because of the fact that you know these people who are now in WWE came from those from those areas. I mean, Ring of Honor is pretty much popular because of the people that are on WWE. Yeah. You know. So. 
now everybody's starting to get hip to the the what to all the independence and all that stuff and these other shows and New Japan and all that stuff. So now they know these people a little bit. Of course they're gonna freaking have a ten thousand seat venue, you know. Yeah, they but, did it at the right time. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. But it doesn't take away any. It, it's no less impressive because. Oh no, it's no less impressive because I mean they're the first to do it since since '99, dude. It's been almost yes, 20 w, years since WCW folded. Yeah, it's set. This is the first U.S. non-WWE <laughs> show to sell out 10,000 seats in almost 20 years. I mean that's and the fact that it's not even it, it, now it's got backings from from independent leagues, but it's not an independent show. I mean it's not one of the it's not an ROH show. It's not a it's not New Japan show. It's not a promotional show. It has promotions in it, people from those promotions, but it's all in. It's literally just a a, a wrestling show with a lot of good names in it. Financed by three dudes. Financed by three people who were told that they couldn't do it, and they bet on themselves and made it fucking happen. And that's whether you love. Look, even Cornette gave them their props on Twitter. Whether you love, yes, did. Whether you love Cody and the Bucks or you hate them, you know you can't deny that it's pretty impressive. It is impressive. It's impressive as hell, and I'm excited about it. God damn it, I'm so excited about it. And I'm excited about it because earlier today, I found out that one of my favorite fucking titles in the fucking world is going to be defended there, and that's the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Yes. The real heavyweight championship is being defended at all in. Yeah, dude, it's funny because a couple of weeks ago on the show – you were talking about how you felt that the NWA title was being built back up to its former glory, and I gotta admit, you know, as you were saying that, I'm thinking, I, I don't know, man, I don't know if we're quite there yet. You know, it seems like it's still kind of an obscure, uh, uh, kind of a cast out title, and people don't care about the NWA championship anymore. But I have to admit to you, man, I think I'm wrong because the, the fact that this championship is being defended in front of ten thousand people in one of in a main event marquee match. I mean, dude, this is the most exposure the NWA title has gotten in a long time. Long time. And it's going to be – well, as far as I know, because I, like I said, I watched that little video on YouTube and all that stuff. So when, that's, that's what I've, I found out about it on. Now, I feel like they're storylining it a little bit. So I feel like it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure. But uh, Billy Corkin was at the press conference. Yeah. And he said that that's – it's happening. And Cody says, it's me <laughs> who's yeah, going well, for I, I did. I saw he posted on Twitter, you know, that he would be competing for the NWA title at All In. Uh, he didn't specifically and, name Nick Aldis, but he is the champion right now. So I yes. mean, it stands through. Of course, that would be a heel match. But then again, it's a smart crowd. So, you know, that wouldn't be an issue. Right. But then again, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, the way that things are going even though even though Cody Rhodes is a heel, I feel like this is going to bring his character more on a babyface side. Well, yeah, I mean, and, you know they're going to cheer him because he was one of the people that put this whole thing together, you know? Now, I know that's probably not what he wants because he's always played a heelish character and all that stuff, but he, he I feel like he can do a babyface run, and I feel like the NWA World Heavyweight title is probably the best title that he can hold and do a babyface run, just like his father did. And I was about to say that, too. The fact that the, the NWA t- title being basically synonymous with Dusty 
It makes perfect right. sense, dude. That Cody makes would want to totally go. Totally perfect sense. So I mean, and I feel I like, like if anybody, if anybody could take it from Nick Adonis, I feel like it's gonna be him. And I feel like if that, if anything, if anything, that's gonna be like the one that that's gonna drive the in the NWA World Heavyweight Title back up. Oh yeah. You know, I'm not saying nothing against Nick or anything like that. He has been, he's been pushing that belt. Yeah. You know, going to China, going to freaking other parts of the world, Mexico, different and defending it and all that stuff. Uh, he's had a, he's had a few that you know are questionable matches and all that stuff. You know, I'm not not knocking uh, no chin. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's like he's been doing a lot for that belt. And I just feel like it needs to go to the next level. To the next level, and I feel like Cody Rhodes can do it. I feel like Cody Rhodes can hold on to that belt, and he. And the thing about the thing is, the thing about that belt is, it can go anywhere. Sure. You know, it's already been in New Japan before. You know, so I mean, I don't see that being a, a, an issue for the NWA, and you know, it can be showcased whenever. And that could, it, it's like bringing the promotions back. Yeah, you know it's like bringing the freaking territories back, and I'm excited about it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and that, that belt's got such a long lineage; it does have prestige to it. It just needs to be showcased in the right way, and I feel like they're going the right in the right direction this this way with the with the all in match. I think the best thing that ever happened was Billy Corgan getting his hands on the NWA. Well, he wanted to run a wrestling promotion, and after the TNA thing didn't shake out the way he wanted it to, you know, he decided I'll try this on for size. And I will say that ever since. He took over and they started the 10 pounds of gold thing. Uh, you know, they're still pretty underground, but they've definitely, uh, you know, raised their profile tremendously. And then just by association, being involved in All In is going to help them, you know. It's, it's totally going to help. Totally going to help. Uh, I'm so excited about that. But I'm excited about that whole card, period. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ray Mysterio is going to be there. Um <sighs> Everybody's gonna be there. Yeah, Shit. I mean, they sold everybody out. who's they, not WWE is gonna be there. And it's I mean, think about this. They, they sold out before Rey Mysterio was announced. Before, <clears throat> I mean, fuck. There's a good chance that CM Punk is gonna be there. Uh, yeah, they're talking about that now. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. Well, I mean, it all does. It seems a little suspect, does it not? That his first wrestling-related appearance is at the Pro Wrestling Tees. A warehouse in Chicago the weekend of All In. This is the first time you've well, anything I mean, wrestling related, and it's the same weekend as this huge show that just so happens to be being co-promoted by his good friends, the Young Bucks. Now, now here's the thing. It does seem suspect, but at the same time, it also depends on how his match goes in the UFC. Yeah. I mean, if he ends up, if he, because honestly, I feel like, I, you know, it's one thing to lose on your first match to a guy who is way, like, more experienced, first off. I, I can get, like, I didn't, I thought that was a shit deal for him anyways. Yeah. So I feel like him going up against somebody who's on the same level as him, if he doesn't win this, then yeah, I feel like he'll probably be at all in. I'm not saying that he wouldn't. If he did win, but I feel like if he loses another UFC fight, then there's no point in him being in the UFC. No, he needs to at that point. He yeah, needs to he go needs down. to sit down. 
He yeah. needs to sit down, readjust, and maybe go back into wrestling. Because... Or, or if he's going to continue on fighting, you know, fight at a lower level, basically. Yeah, because he's not he, – yeah, here's maybe go to Bellator or something. But, yeah. I mean – Here's my thing, though, dude. Win, lose, or draw, it doesn't make any sense for him not to be there, in my opinion, because there's no commitment. It's a one-off appearance. He's just showing up for one night, and it's in his hometown – he, you know, he stands to make a huge payday, make a huge moment. It's not affiliated with WWE in any way, shape, or form because he's got a lot of legal issues with a lot of WWE guys. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true and all, but at the same time, I feel like I feel like if anything, and this this, this is the the messed up part about it. This is where I, I feel like that wouldn't happen if he won. As much as they are not. As much as UFC and all that stuff are pretty much not really affiliated with the wrestling thing, like the hit him going into that wouldn't really bother me. It might. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if anybody, if any, I feel like UFC probably only gives that certain clause to WWE people because their name yeah man you might be right but i don't i don't think that there would be anything in the claw as long as he maybe you know he might be limited on his physicality but i don't feel i mean brock lesnar we've seen him go back and forth you know he's done it before it's not right. it's not unprecedented um right so i i think that there could be you know a possibility that he showed up i mean maybe they don't want to risk him getting hurt if they want to to promote him for future fights that could be something that we don't know anything but that, about. But that's if he loses. I mean, that's if he wins. That's right. if he wins. Honestly, because yeah. I'm serious. If he loses, then he might as well just get out of the UFC right yeah, then and there. Nobody's going to believe him to be credible. Nobody's going to believe him to do – he's going to do anything. And I'm not saying he should hang up his MMA career if he wants to go, like you said, to the lower levels like Bellator or something like that. Then that's fine. But UFC, that's – not gonna happen more if he loses. I think that that the you know just the way that he lost the first fight, a lot of the the intrigue is kind of gone. You know what I mean? Because right. the first time it was like, okay, how's he gonna do? We don't we've never seen him fight before, and then he he you know and I'm again I'm not trying to shit on Punk because he um oh, yeah know, he was going up against a guy that that was you know at that point what like four and zero oh, he'd already had a couple of fights and won right and uh. So, you know, it wasn't really an even playing field, so to speak, but... Uh, I feel like he has one with this one, and that's another reason why I said if he loses it, then he might as well just go back to wrestling. And he's a pretty determined I'm not guy. saying he can't be a fight. He, 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 I'm not saying he's not a fighter. I'm not saying he can't beat up anybody or anything like that. UFC is a different animal than wrestling, yeah. but your safest bet would probably be going back to wrestling than trying to go down to the lower levels. Right, well... It, you know? It just depends. Anybody that was, you know, money motivated, like most people are, would probably right. sit there and look at it and say, you know, I'm a, I'm already an established name in wrestling. I'm pretty much guaranteed to be a very wealthy man if I continue to participate in wrestling, and I'll right. always be, pretty, I'll no, be protected, it's... and you know, I'll be booked to be on top wherever I go. You know, right? But Punk's not really a money motivated guy in a lot of circumstances. You know, he's like he's. Very, True. He's a very stubborn, kind of like passionate person. I feel like Punk would probably get more out of today's independent scene than he ever has. Well, yeah, I mean, arguably. You know, uh, regardless of money, just 
get his passion for wrestling back. Yeah. If he did that. Yeah, I mean, because you know? look, say what you will about the guy. A lot of people have kind of shat on him since he quote unquote quit WWE. And, uh, and I'll admit, I've been in that category before in the past where I was just kind of salty because he was one of my favorite guys and he just walked out without any kind of explanation. But the fact in the matter... You know what? I, 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 guess, I, I guess I'm one of the few that was, like, good for him. Yeah, right. Well, I kind of I, I feel that way now because I've had some time to kind of, like, you know, reflect on it for what it is and realize that, you know, the guy doesn't owe anybody anything. It's his life, and he, if he decides he doesn't want to be a wrestler anymore, then that's totally his call. Right. But the fact is, um, whether you like him or not, I mean, a lot of the changes, the, the WWE landscape that we see today and the independent landscape in large part is because of the efforts of CM Punk. I mean, he changed the game for a lot of guys. It really is because of that pipe bomb that he threw the first, very first one. It, it, it got people talking about things. It got like, you know, it just built up a big, huge spike in the independent scene and yeah i i would love to see cm punk it all in i think that it would be a huge moment as i've said on several episodes in the past and i feel like the fact that he's kind of making an appearance related to all in that there's a good chance that he's gonna be there and i'm pretty excited about it i you know what i hope he does show up i i you know i want to see him back in the ring myself yeah uh I feel like right now would be the best time for him to go back into the ring just because he's let his fans wait for forever. People still chant his name. You know, it's not like that's going to go away anytime soon. Uh, he's about as over as Daniel Bryan is. Yeah. And he doesn't even wrestle anymore. And I feel like he needs to come back. He does. He might not want to, but uh, I mean, and that's on him. If he wants to, if he doesn't want to, then that's good. But I feel like right now would be the best time for him to come back. So I really do hope he's at all in. Yeah, that makes two of us. We. But I'm not gonna sit there and I'm not gonna put that in my head and excite myself for something that doesn't happen. You know. Yeah. No. Regardless of him being at, I mean, it is Chicago, and he's sitting there talking with pro wrestling tees and all that stuff, having their little thing and all that stuff. Just because he's there, it's his hometown. He was going to be there anyways. Doesn't mean that he's going to wrestle, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he will. To be quite frank with you, even if he does make an appearance, I don't see him actually wrestling a match. But hey, who can say what's gonna? happen until yeah who said who, yeah like i said until it happens we don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's all speculation but uh but anyway either way props to cody and the young bucks for pulling this fucking thing off and doing what they said what was said couldn't be done um because and doing they, it they've proved everybody wrong and they've just shown everyone just how thriving the indie scene is right now outside of wwe and if you're yep. like us and you're a jaded fan your whole life that's just tired of the same old shit the corporate machine you know there is an alternative out there and uh well it's great to see that so many other people are buying into uh you know into the the indie scene right now so anyway well i mean that's 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 kind of where it's at it really is (laughs) if you're a fan like you know if you're into the kind of stuff that we talk about on this podcast then you already know that uh 
you know the indies are probably more your speed but but anyway so all in september 1st uh starcast the big convention that's going to be happening that weekend i think that was smart too to kind of wrap a convention around it as well to give it that big yeah. feel you know make it a wrestlemania like uh like you know present well i mean that, that's that, that's kind of like the motive that they're working on i mean the motif that they're working on however you want to say it i'm not really articulate people just deal with it. uh Hey, you just have but I feel like that's you know, what whatever. they're trying to do. I feel like I feel like Cody probably heard that story about WrestleMania one so many times that he was just like, you know what? That's what the fuck I'm gonna do, and this is my WrestleMania, yep. and he did it. Yep. And uh, I think that this is only the first of many, and that there will be plenty more to come. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. All in two, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I'm all talking about it now. Yeah, happening. Already fucking ready for all in two. That's great. That's great. <laughs> okay, so we decided we wanted to uh, end this show with a discussion topic. This is kind of a first for us, but we wanted to try something different, maybe not spend the whole show just talking about the current product, although we've done quite a bit of that on this show already. But we, uh, we, we decided amongst ourselves to kind of create a topic to talk about, and I think we got a good one today. Um, so... Do you, uh, I'll give the question, and then Damien, you can go ahead and start with yours, I guess, if you like. Um, so, so the question I pose to you is this: So, hypothetically, a new territory, a new promotion, has just opened up with unlimited funds. Uh, you know, a, a secret, silent back. Let's say Rick Rubin is back in this fucking thing, and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, so money is not an issue. You can go after people under contract. Or whatever, but your job is to just take the the five best names that you can think of to build the territory around, and, you, and the, any of those five people active today uh, are yours. And so the question is, who would you pick? <sighs> well, I've already like Akata is number one. Yeah, Akata is number one. Omega number two. Okay. Um. If I had to pick a tag team, that one might be different. That's a little difficult. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't you know, have to be a tag team, you know. Yeah, it kind of doesn't. But let's let let's say, uh, okay, let me give you. Let's see, I got uh, Okada, Kenny Omega. Yep. Um, Cage. Okay. Uh, Cien Almas. Okay. And Johnny Gargano. Nice. So obviously you're kind of a smaller man territory, uh, a little bit. Well, I mean, a little bit. I mean, that's why that's why I put it in, in in Cage because I feel like yeah, you're right. He breaks it up a little bit. He breaks it up a little bit, you know. And Okada's not a small person, no, you know. Right. Okada's big for a Japanese dude. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I think I would go with them just because on the fact that I know. Well, I said Cage. Cage is different. He's more of a powerhouse. Yeah. You know, and I know if I may, ha- you gotta have at least one monster. Sure. You know, but I know with those the the four that are with him can put on great matches. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you put any of those guys against each other and it's going to be a barn burner. It would be. It would be amazing. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, and that's just the way, that that's just how I feel about it. it, it like, 
that's what I look at. I don't look at the fact that, you know, oh, this guy's the 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 got a nice face. He's got a nice build. He's got a no. This this these are guys who could prove it in the ring. Yeah. You know, and their character speaks for themselves. Yeah, and you, you know some, you what had, they do in the ring. And you got some matches. You know, look, obviously you got some New Japan guys in there. You know, you got Omega and Okada who have already proven that they can have great matches together. But then you got some matches that you put those you put guys together that we've never seen before, like Okada and Brian Cage, or Omega and and Cian Almas. You know what I mean? Like that, right? You know, and you, I, and Johnny Gargano against oh, against. Oh, any of those good I would love to see him in Akata. Oh, Holy shit. They would tear it up. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh. I could totally see it. And I, I, you got guys, international guys, um, you know, you got your talent from Canada, Japan, the States, Mexico. So, you know, you're bringing in all kinds I of I feel like five just isn't enough because there's so many people that I can run with. Oh, sure, yeah, know? definitely. I mean, that's that's what made, that's why you got to narrow it down. You know what I mean? If uh, we, we could be but here those would definitely be in my top five. We could we could all we could be here all fucking night talking about, you know, a dream roster. But you, you, you're talking about five guys specifically. So, and I'm so talking about delicious hamburgers. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. So, <laughs> Sorry. so who? Who do you have for your okay. five? Okay, so I got them ranked and everything. So, uh, all right, so I mentioned this to you the other day, but my number one is Cody because, and I'm not just saying uh, yeah, Cody, I forgot I'm about Cody. I'm not saying that because he just sold out all in, although <laughs> that definitely uh, that definitely helps. It helps because it proves that he is a draw. But right? the reason that I picked Cody as my number one is because he's a great all-around performer he can cut a great promo he's got a good character work he's got the charisma in the ring he's a solid hand he can have a good match with anybody and he's got the Rhodes name which adds prestige to anything that he prestige does to anything uh, right know, he's exactly. got the legacy to me if you're if you, like he if, has the legacy but doesn't ride on it yeah in my you know? exactly he doesn't he doesn't feel and, and you know kudos to him and kudos to Dustin as well because they both were able to come out from behind the shadow of their father, I think, and create right. a legacy for themselves. They create their own. And, uh, and, and do, they both have done a great job of that, and I think that they both are going to be future Hall of Famers in their own rights, which, I mean, if you think about it, that is pretty impressive considering who their dad is. But Yeah, it is. But, uh, but Cody, the reason I picked Cody is because, to me, when, if I was going to build a territory – like I would want to have that Ric Flair like performer. And look, I'm not saying that Cody is Ric Flair because in the ring there's only one Ric Flair. I mean, there's yeah, you that's know, true. But hell, hell, I just watched the compilation of some of the best uh, things of Ric Flair, be- best uh, promos of Ric Flair, and let me tell you, there's there's nobody who can do it like no, no, Ric Flair they're in the ring do. and speaking. But to me, that man. <laughs> To me, he brings a lot of the same traits that Ric Flair does, you know, and I could see him, you know, inheriting that kind of role for the modern era, and uh, and so that to me that makes him a perfect pick for a heel world champion. And that's what it seems like could happen if he wins the NWA championship. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right, and I didn't even know that was a thing before when I made my uh, my selection. So that would just add credence to my argument that Cody is the guy right now, but. Uh, but yeah, so that you know, he would be my number one. 
My number two. Would so be- what are you saying? He's the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet Roman Reigns is eating his fucking words right now. He's definitely got a foot in his mouth. That's yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, and the whole crowd will be cheering for Cody as well. By the way, all ten thousand of them. But uh, but anyway, all ten thousand. Uh, but my number two would be Rey Mysterio because he's a huge attraction. Uh, you know, everybody knows who he is. He's really popular. Yeah. And then if you think about it from a business standpoint, homeboy sells a lot of merch. You know, the mask. Yeah, he's a guy. He's a moneymaker anywhere he goes. Uh, he's a huge draw. And so, and, and I think he's still got a lot in the tank, you know, in a limited capacity. I don't think he can work a full-time schedule at this point because he's getting older. But I think that you put him in the right matches with the right people and let him do what he does, he can still go oh, yeah. in the ring. And uh, he could still make a lot of money, so that's why he would be my number two pick. Uh, yeah, he 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 would definitely yeah. And, God, now you see you making me want to change my shit. <laughs> my number three would be Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, yeah, he's uh, you know he he's to me he would be my powerhouse of the bunch, but he is obviously not as big as tall. But he's like a Taz, you know what I mean? He's like yeah, he's he's the he's the Japanese Taz. I like exactly. him. He's a badass man. He, he you know he's got the strong style. He'll throw you around, drop you on your head. Uh, you know he he comes off as a legitimate badass, and he does give you a little bit of that international flair with the Japanese thing going on. I tried to kind of mix up my people and do some like kind of like you did, where you've got you know you got a powerhouse, you got a, a high flyer. You got an all-rounder in Cody that, that has a little bit of a technical side. Uh, right. But my number four pick would be Zack Sabre Jr. He, oh, he, yeah. He's, uh, in my opinion, outside of maybe Daniel Bryan, probably the best technical wrestler going today. Um, you know, he's he's got a good look. He's a, That man is a genius. He really is, man. He's like a submissions. He's a submission scientist. It comes to just like everything that he does in the ring is just flawless. Oh, yeah. He's, and yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, it's like butter on bread, dude. It's so smooth. And, and watching him evolve some of the matches that he's had. He had a match with Walter not that long ago, uh, non-title, back before he lost it to Matt Riddle. And, uh, man, he this guy can – you know he can work face, he can work heel, and uh, and he's, he can just be brutal in there, man. With some of those he can uh, be those brutal that he does, yeah. and, so- and the way that he the way that he just he and that's why I like I like a good submit. If you're gonna you got a submission person who and, and of course you got to have a good person to work with, but I'm pretty sure he he wrestles with the best. And the way he just puts people in there, it looks like it hurts oh, yeah. so bad. It probably does. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was really stretching the shit out of him. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's on another level as far as technical skills go. And uh, to me, he, he, he brings something different to the table than a lot of guys out there. He's not a flip-flop and fly kind of person, which is really in vogue right now. But he brings a totally different skill set. Uh, to the ring and so to me that's the reason that I would want to have him in my top five and then my last yeah. my last one is actually not a guy but it's a gal um, my my uh, pick is uh, Rosemary because reason I you pick, gotta have a little weird 
You do. You really do. She's, she's got to have a little weird. She's gotta, and she I like does. that because I like Rosemary. Oh, she she's, she's something. Yeah, her character. <laughs> she is fucking something. Yeah, but dude. she's been doing a lot on Impact. She has. She's the, been the face of the women's division in Impact. And you know, say what right. you, say what you will about Impact, but you know, their women's division was a big deal before WWE's. They, that was one That's they true. were kind of ahead of the curve on, and they've had some really talented girls come in and out of the, the, the knockouts division in Impact. And Rosemary is kind of on top of the roost right now, and that's partially because she can get it done in the ring. She's got that, that brawling kind of style that, that's really good. But her character work is really solid. Uh, she's over. And like you said, dude, she brings that other factor to the table she's got the yeah, kind of appeal you know again it could comes down to merchandise sales and things like that marketability you know these are factors legitimate factors when you're thinking about creating a promotion it's not just about having the best talent but you got to have people that you can put on a billboard or on a t-shirt and uh catch people's eye and i feel like rosemary is somebody that can do that and then some yeah i agree i feel like she would really do well anywhere honestly and i i have i have a feeling that she could have been sister abigail if they would have went with that oh yeah it was heavily rumored at the time heavily rumored but uh i uh, I, I think she's gonna be I, I think she would be awesome in any kind of promotion so yeah rosemary's a good pick yeah so that that's my pick you know i tried to kind of pick different types of people uh you know it's a little something for everybody because that's what i want to see in a promotion you know you 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 don't want to see too much of the same i think that's part of the problem in uh you know in wwe and and elsewhere is you know you got to have that variety man you got to have people you know you got to mix it up if you're if you have eight matches on the card and you know four of them are heavyweight matches but the heavyweights are moving like the cruiserweights then who gives a fuck when the cruiserweights come out because they're doing the same shit you know what i'm saying it's like you got to mix it up a little bit and have different kinds of uh different kinds of people doing different kinds of things in order to keep things interesting in my opinion it's not just about having good talent but it's about having people that can draw and people that you can merchandise and market and make money off of because at the end of the day it, it is a business it is a business but uh but yeah so that's my picks for that uh you know i think you could have some good matches with those guys mixed up um and i think that to me that would be a uh you know the kind of card i would like to see as a fan but that's just me right so, oh. so anyway uh that is pretty much all i got on that that was fun though i think we should do more of that in the future oh yeah i definitely think we should do more of that that was actually really good and, uh yeah. What we should do, what we should do is maybe, uh, considering that was like from a, from a, uh, where'd you got that from a Twitter or? Yeah, I got that from actually another Twitter account. Uh, I think it's pro wrestling polls, if I'm not mistaken. I got the inspiration for, I saw a poll that they threw up a couple of days ago and it got me to thinking we'd love to see, we'd love to find out what your top five picks would be if you started a new promotion. So we'll probably throw that question up on the twitter page as well and see what kind of feedback we get on that right. and maybe we'll read some of it on the next show but but yeah we want to get more interactive we want to step outside the box and try some new things so if you have a discussion topic that you would like to see us talk about on a future episode please drop us a line on twitter we are at revenge pod 
and uh, you can DM us or you know or uh, whatever you like to do and maybe we'll put up a question and, and see what kind of feedback we're gonna get but uh, but for the meantime I guess that's gonna do it for this week's show all right I am Dane Campbell and I am Damian Black respect the marks. What's up, Marks?